everybody, it's Kyle. Uh, kind of took a week off there last week, sort of accidentally. I actually did record, uh, but I was so swamped and really, you know, the content just wasn't there. I, I just said, let's just take the week off and not mess with it anymore. So, here I am uh, after a week off and here I am with less than two weeks to go until I go on family vacation, which I'm really looking forward to. Definitely looking forward to some beach time and just chilling out. Need it big time. I know I was talking to my wife. She needs it as well. I think the kids are ready. School's going to be over. Actually, the day we're leaving, they have an assembly in the morning and then we're picking them up and driving off so pretty crazy anyway uh, let's see things that are bugging me alright well I think this one's really easy actually because it has something to do with how I'm speaking to you right now this uh, attack by not just our president, but by certain companies on companies in other countries because they won't play ball is bullshit. Uh, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, I am a Huawei fan. Uh, this is my second Huawei phone I've had. Actually, we have three. Uh, there's an Honor that my daughter has, which is made by Huawei. Um, but this is my Huawei P20 Pro, which I love. Uh, before that, I had the Mate 9. Also loved that. Before this phone, that was the best phone I'd ever had. And now this is the greatest phone I've ever had, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure I use my phone a little more and a little differently than most people. But I can tell you this for sure. Uh, up until... I guess it was around 2015, I just stuck with Apple phones, which were great. You know, I'll be honest with you, I, I, my iPhones were awesome, and the last one I had, which I think was the iPhone 6 Plus, so it was a little bit bigger, um, I love that phone. That, that thing was great. It took amazing photographs and all that. Since then, I moved on to the OnePlus uh, phones. I had the OnePlus 3 something or other. I don't even remember what it was. And it was great, you know. Um, and then I moved into Huawei and never looked back. I mean, I, I just kind of always knew that that's going to be what I'm going to have from now on. Until, uh, a lot of you probably don't know the true history of this, but basically what happened is uh, AT&T was going to exclusively carry the Huawei Mate 10 in the United States of America. And it was going to be one of those subsidy type things that they used to have where you pay so much and then you have the phone or they give the phone away if, as long as you sign up for a two-year contract. They still kind of do that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but basically, they didn't want to treat Huawei the same way that they treat Samsung or Apple. And Huawei was like, well, bullshit, you know, our devices are just as good, if not better. And they are, guys. I can tell you for a fact they are. Um, but we expect to be treated the same. 
I mean, they are the second largest smartphone manufacturer in the world right now. Uh, anyway, so they wouldn't play ball. They wouldn't give AT&T the deal they wanted. And so they walked away from the table and AT&T was kind of left hanging. They uh, had carried another new Chinese brand called ZTE, uh, which I think was the Axon M7. That was the one that was dual screen, kind of opened like a book. I played with it a little bit one time at AT AT&T. It kind of sucked. Um, But anyway, they're kind of a lower-grade Chinese phone. Um, You know, not very great. But anyway, not all their phones. Some of their devices are really nice, but that one in particular was not that awesome at all. It was pretty bad. But it was the first dual-screen phone. Um, Anyway, so shortly after that happened, all of a sudden... Donald Trump starts piping up about Huawei phones. <laughs> and it's all, it's all co- I guess you could say it's coincidental, but it's kind of strange that after AT&T meets with Huawei, Huawei kind of poo-poos AT&T's offer and walks away from it looking at other carriers in the United States. And after that happens, there's a big meeting with all the tech giants in our country with Donald Trump, and then shortly thereafter, suddenly, Donald Trump hates Huawei. How interesting. Um, I bet he didn't even know who the fuck they were before that. (laughs) I'm just guessing. I'm guessing he didn't know. I bet you didn't know who it was before I started talking. You might know now if you watch the news. Anyway, so he starts throwing a shit fit because... I guess there's people that work in Huawei that used to be in the military in China. There's people that maybe used to be in the Secret Service in China that work for Huawei. You know, there's people that used to be in the Secret Service in the United States that work for American companies that sell shit to other countries too. There's people that used to be in our military that work for companies that sell shit to other countries too. So I I really don't understand that argument. Um, I guess we're saying us versus them. Look, man, I I know that the Chinese government can be shifty and scary. Wait a minute. Am I talking about the Chinese government or the American government? It's hard to tell, isn't it? It's because all of these politicians, no matter where you are, are shifty and scary at times. And and I, I understand that. I understand that it's no different in my eyes. You want somebody to be scared of? You look at Russia. Why aren't we as scared of them? Because they're Caucasian, guys. It's the only thing I can think of. It's because they're Caucasoids, like we are. Like a lot of Americans are, 60-some percent, anyway. And they're not Asian. They don't look different than us and have different colored skin and different religions. So we're totally accepting. But what Russia did to our election... In 2016, whether or not Donald Trump would have won or not, I really don't care. But they tampered in our election, and it's it's a fact. It's not a question whether or not there was the C word collusion or not. It doesn't matter. They tampered in our election, and they attempted to sway our our election. One of the honored processes in our country, and yet we're fucking buddies with them, but we're pissed at China. And we're going to hit them with these extra tariffs. We're going to 
have their CFO, the daughter of the guy who's running the company, we're going to have her arrested in Canada and held for extradition. And then our president's going to tweet, hey, we might be willing to let her go if China will work with us on this trade thing. So that's entirely political. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much you guys know about all that either, but <clears throat> it's pretty... It sounds like Huawei was in the wrong for sure in Iran with some trade. They broke some trade <clears throat> deals that you can do with Iran according to laws that we've put into place in Iran. But I'm sure that stuff happens all the time, you know. But they did break it, and that's fine. If you want to arrest her for that and you want to hold her accountable for that, go for it. But you cannot fucking tweet policy over fucking Twitter. You can't do it, man. It is beyond insane. It's wrong. It's foul. It's a disgrace. It's smearing our country and it's smearing our flag. <clears throat> and now what's going on since last week, uh, Trump signed into action this deal which restricts companies in our country from using Huawei and ZTE unless they have specific uh, permission from the federal government. So more things that you don't want the federal government involved in. Now they're, they're, they're able to tell companies that work in our country, that are built in our country, our citizens' companies, they're able to say, you can't work with this company unless we agree that you can So they have more involvement in our lives. On top of all of them being involved in our, our women's vaginas and how they handle them and how they take care of themselves. And look, man, I don't want babies to be aborted either. I don't. We've got to give birth control away. Abstinence is not going to work, people. We're like animals. Our a male's number one goal when he hits a certain age is to make as many more humans as possible, just like it is for a dog to make as many more male or make as many more dogs as possible. I mean, it's ridiculous to think otherwise. It doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are or whatever. That's the way it goes. That's what puberty is. So unless you're going to give away free birth control or you're going to put in mandatory birth control um, and then remove it, when people reach a certain age, unless you're going to do those things, then you need to shut the fuck up, man. This was decided 45 or more years ago. This was decided in our Supreme Court. I'm so ashamed to live in Missouri right now. Even, even Donald Trump says that Alabama took it too far. You know, victims of rape and incest... And situations where the woman is going to die, I don't know. I, I don't understand why people fight so hard for these babies to be born and then they don't support these kids after they're born. I don't get it. I really don't understand it. We want to pull money away from education to fund NASA to go to the moon again? We've been to the fucking moon, man. Let private companies do it now. That's fine. Oh, be, but watch out, guys. China's on the moon. Oh, they might be trying to steal our technology. I bet there's Huawei equipment in that Chinese lander and rover. 
fucking ignorant. If you think these Huawei phones are any different from your iPhone or from your Samsung phone or from your LG phone, you're out of your fucking mind. They're probably made in the same building in China by the same little Chinese kids. I would almost guarantee it. It's just absurd, man. And so now Google is pulling their support for for future Huawei phones and possibly I may not be able to upgrade my phone even though it's a year and a half old. I may not be able to upgrade my phone to work with Google Play anymore because AT&T slipped a little cash under the table and now there's a war against Huawei. Fuck off, dude. That's why I got the fuck off of AT&T. And I'll be honest with you, I'm on Google Project Fi right now, but I'm about ready to get the fuck up off them too because this is bullshit, guys. It's bullshit. These phones and the content in these phones is it's no different than any other manufacturer, including American-owned ones. Guarantee it. Mark my words. There's zero differences. And you know, you want to know who's spying on us the most, guys? It's our own country. It's who we subscribe to. Netflix, Amazon, all these companies, they're spying on us left and right. And do you know why? It's working. It's to sell us more shit. Duh. It's, this is so stupid. It, it's almost unbelievable. It really is. And so AT&T loses one struggle with a powerful phone manufacturer. And now people got to pay because AT&T didn't get their fucking way. And our president is going to back that. I mean, what did he get? He got something. He's not doing this for free. It's ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm ashamed and I'm upset and I'm pissed and I'm going to have to look for a different phone manufacturer now. I mean, I'll probably be fine for a while, at least a year. But it's bullshit because this device, man, it's a year and a half older and it's better than anything any of you guys have that's made by Google, Apple, or Samsung. It is. The phone or the camera in this thing is beyond compare. There's nothing better than it except for the newer version of this thing which is the Huawei P30 Pro, which can do 50 times zoom optically. Not, not digitally, not software. The actual phone can deliver a 50 times zoom. There's no other phone like these. Uh, but we're not allowed to have them in America because AT&T's throwing a hissy fit. It'll be nice, you know, when we get a real president in office again that has a pair of balls and can stand up to these stupid fucking companies trying to rule our world and make us buy what they want. If you think that's not evil and horrible, you're wrong. I'm just so sick of this shit, man. All right. That's what's bugging me. All right. What am I into? Well, uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different things. There's kind of a strange show on Netflix not for the faint of heart. I'll just warn you up front. It's called Bonding. Um, and what it's about is uh, it's a gay man. And he happens to meet up with his this girl that he knew in high school. And they were kind of the cast outs and stuff in high school. But it turns out they live both live in New York City now. 
and she is a bondage mistress. That's how she makes money and she's going to college. That's what's paying for it. Um, but that's what she does and she takes him in kind of, you know, because I think it probably helps to have a male there as well. It's crazy to say, but it's true. Um, to help his like security and stuff and to help out. But it's pretty funny, man. And their episodes are anywhere between like 15 and 20 minutes long. I think there's only six or eight episodes. And uh, it, it's pretty great. Uh, again, it's uh, if you're uncomfortable with sexuality and stuff that has to do with sex, I would not recommend wa- watching it. Even though bondage and discipline, is, uh, it's not necessarily sex, but there's a sexual aspect to it. And it definitely is pretty dirty. Um, but it's very funny. If you can handle it, I highly recommend it. Uh, we did start watching a new show last night. I think it's on its fifth or sixth episode. It's on regular TV. Uh, it's called Bless This Mess. Um, it's with uh, Dak. Uh, what is that guy's name? I cannot remember his name. His his wife is from The Good Place. Ah, I cannot remember his name. I really like him. He's great. He's a funny actor. But uh, anyway... It's almost a modern or 21st century version of Green Acres. Uh, a New York City couple. Uh, the, the guy inherits his grandpa's farm, I believe, in Nebraska. And they move straight from New York City to here in an attempt to farm and live that way from now on. They're just tired. They're burnt out of the city. Uh, it's great, man. <laughs> it takes... You got to get past the first episode or so, but boy, by the second episode, the third episode, it really hits its stride, and and it's very funny. Uh, Ed Begley Jr.'s in it; he's great. Pam Greer is in it; she is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. David Ketchner, Kansas City Zone, he's in it. Uh, there, there's a lot of people in it, but it, it's fun. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's. It has a lot of sexual humor, too, in it, uh, but nothing that's really beyond what teenagers might know or even you know, early teenagers, so no big deal there. Um, there's so much sexuality in our on TV and everything that, you know, um, my daughter, it bothers my daughter a little bit, but she just kind of <laughs> won't listen to it. She's like, it's okay, whenever they talk about it, and... We move on because it's everywhere, man. I mean, it's in the freaking news. It's it's in daytime TV. It's everywhere. It's in it's everywhere. And 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 you know, I I, I guess I'd rather have some sexuality than people's heads getting blown up. Or if you're gonna have one, I guess you have them both. I don't know. I don't know. I've always told my wife the way I call it is this. I'm pretty cool with watching stuff with my kids and and I'm very open-minded and everything. I don't want to watch people having sex while I'm sitting in the same room with my kids. It's like if we're watching a movie and people start screwing, I don't want to sit there and watch that with my kids. That that just feels strange. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people having sex in movies. I'm just saying I don't want to watch it with my kids. You know? It's just strange feeling weird. And it makes them uncomfortable, too. So there's that. Uh, But, I mean, that's those are the things I'm really into right now. I am listening to the new Happen Leonard uh, book on disc. Actually, got it from my local library. If you guys aren't using your local libraries for reading and for audiobooks and for movies, 
you're crazy. There's a lot of stuff there, and it's free, guys. As long as you turn it back in on time or extend the, the borrowing time, it's free. So, the latest, the very latest, I'm pretty sure I'm the first one to listen to this because uh, these discs look immaculate. The latest Happen Leonard book, uh, The Elephant of Surprise. Love it, man. Love Happen Leonard. Excited to have a new book by them. So I'm really into that. Listen to that on my way home every day from work. And, oh, I'm going to borrow the audio book for the second book in the Passage series. We watched the TV show The Passage. It was on Fox, I believe. Kind of a vampire story, but it's a trilogy of books. Going to listen to the second book on our drive to and from the beach. So looking forward to that as well. Uh, oh, reading further into Gideon Falls, uh, which is a pretty great comic. Really love it. it, it Jeff Lemire and, and some other people are involved in it, but man, great comic book. Kind of a horror thriller type comic book. A lot of religious undertones and overtones in it. It's weird. But uh, religion's not weird, but well, it is. But the, the comic book's kind of weird, and it's a weird premise, but yeah, I really like it. Check that one out if you get a chance. Uh, didn't watch Game of Thrones really ever. Watched the first couple episodes. Couldn't get into it back in the day. So I'm not affected at all by what's going on with that. I know everybody, not everybody, but I know a lot of people really hated these last four or five episodes. Um, I could really care less. If George R.R. R. Martin wouldn't have rode the wave so hard and would have finished the book, maybe it would have ended better. I know the guys who make the show or the showrunners for our Game of Thrones are working on the new trilogy of Star Wars films, the first of which won't be until almost three years after the last one of these uh, current trilogy, which is this Christmas. Uh, the Rise of, or the, yeah, is it The Rise of Skywalker? That's right. So about three years after that's the first time we're going to see a new Star Wars movie, and it's part of a new trilogy which is made by the guys who make Game of Thrones. So I have zero fear that that means anything bad. Um, unless it's kind of Knights of Old Republic and they end up screwing it up, that could get ugly. But outside of that, it should be good. I mean, look, they had a very successful TV show, if not the most successful TV show. Uh, it's another grand slam for HBO. you got to wonder what HBO is going to do now because... Uh, I don't think there's anything really in the pipe that's as big as Game of Thrones. So, be interesting to see. But I have zero doubts that they can handle three two-hour Star Wars movies when you consider the fact that they've had how many seasons of hour or longer episodes of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. So, I think we'll be all right. They got more time to look in it. And don't forget, it's being overseen the entire time what they're doing. It's not this ain't HBO where they kind of just let you go. Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm, they will keep a tight eye on that shit. No matter what you think of The Last Jedi, I really don't care. So, they'll be watching. Uh, but other than that, I really can't think of much else. I mean, I'm excited to try some nerd stuff out when we get down to, uh, to the beach. I've got a 4K, uh, 30 frame a second camera, sporting, sport camera, uh, and a special, uh, basic rig that you can take underwater because it, it is waterproof and I've got the case and everything for it. I've even got an underwater uh, light that goes along with it. So 
looking forward to trying that. The kids are wanting to go snorkeling when we get down there. Um, so I'm going to try and encourage Christopher to take this with him when they go under and uh, get some sweet footage because that, that would be pretty cool. I, I probably cannot do snorkeling simply because I'm very claustrophobic. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I might be able to do it. If we do, I'll, I'll get that footage. And, and uh, But looking forward to trying some nerd stuff like that out. I don't think I'll take the drones again simply because there's really nowhere to fly them. And it's so windy. It's almost impossible to fly it there, or it was last time we were there. So I just took the Tello last time, but I don't think I'm going to pull the Spark out and take that with me. But looking forward to some of that nerd stuff, doing some of those things. Um, we're building a studio out at my work, so we're actually going to have a chroma key green screen studio. Looking forward to all that happening. That's happening in late June, July. That's going to be awesome. Um, getting an upgrade in the MacBook Pro department for work. Looking forward to using that beauty to really create some stunning videos for work. Uh, very excited. Lots of bright future here for me. One more quick thing before I go. My kids had a heck of a weekend. Um, my son completed his Order of the Arrow ordeal. He is officially an arrowman in Order of the Arrow. And I'm very proud of him. It was a very tough camp out. Um, not sure if you know exactly what happens, but basically they sleep under the stars, no tents, nothing like that. And then they get up the next day. They have a very limited breakfast. He had a hard boiled egg, a piece of toast, an orange, and just water. And make that last all the way up, really, until dinner. And manual labor all day and no talking all day. That's part of your ordeal. So it's really interesting. And, and he, I don't know if you're familiar with this past weekend, but it rained like shit here. Uh, we had events that we were going to. A buddy of mine got married and very happy for him. But uh, we we were at his event, uh, after, after event, basically, uh, having some cocktails and stuff. And it was raining like hell outside. I mean, thunder and lightning. It was crazy. So the whole time, all day, really, all I could think about was my son out there <laughs> having to be quiet with thunder cracking around him everywhere uh, with hardly anything to eat. Impressive. I told him, dude, that by far that'll be one of the worst campouts you'll ever have in your life. And uh, you succeeded. And not only did you succeed, now you're in Order of the Arrow. So that's very impressive to me. So I was putting on his new Order of the Arrow lodge patch on his his uniform last night. And then I was, my daughter made it into BSA last week, too, and was brought into her troop. And I was putting all her troop patches on her uh, uniform last night as well. And I noticed something really cool. When I went to put her troop number on, they have a very special troop number badge. And underneath the troop number, it says Founder. Um, that's, that really struck me and it really made me very proud. And something that was really cool that happened yesterday is my wife's family has a, an annual family reunion deal. Long story short, they have a family cemetery out in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. And they used to do that. There's farms in an area. They pick a central location and everybody buries their families in there. Um, so, but this particular valley, most of the families are 
the same family, most of the farms are. And so this is kind of a family cemetery. And it's a pretty big open land. They have a structure built. They go out there and do some preaching and all that stuff. And then there's a potluck dinner. I know it sounds weird to eat on the grounds of a cemetery, but you're not picturing it right. It's it's really actually fine. But um, my kids insisted yesterday morning when they got up, when we were getting ready to go, and we got up very early to go do this. Uh, they insisted on wearing their uniforms, their their BSA uniforms. And so we were pretty impressed with that. But then we were even more impressed when we got there, and they insisted on helping everybody. They went out of their way to help people carry things, help the older people get in. Everything that they did, they were worried about others and helping others. And it just really hit me that we're doing things right. We have critics, many critics that say, you know, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you're not getting them involved in this, you're not getting them involved in that. But I would have to ask those people, uh, where were your kids helping everybody yesterday? You know, where are your kids that are on the path, path to being Eagle Scouts, helping people? I can tell you where, they're nowhere because that's not what's going on. So maybe we didn't choose incorrectly. Maybe we chose correctly on how we were raising our children. They respect and love other people, all kinds of other people, different colors, different races, religions, uh, sexual orientations, whatever. They love other human beings and they care about them. And they went out of their way yesterday to make sure on their own, their own decisions, their own decision to, to go out of their way to help other people yesterday, all day at this event. And I've never seen anything like that down there. I've been going down there 15 or more years now. And I've never seen any kids behave that way. So it just really instilled me with some pride. I'm very proud of my children. And I can see that we're doing things right. And they're on the right path. So that was really cool. All right, enough dad gloating, enough of everything I've done. This is a half hour long episode. I didn't mean for it to be that long. Sorry, guys, but uh, enjoy anyway. And uh, oh, yeah, hey, get off my lawn.